Hello and welcome to the 4 Comic Junkies Podcast. The comics aren't enough and you need a little extra fix. I'm your host, JJ Hodges, and first and foremost, this podcast is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by the dadgum original Batman on Film. Oh, hey, since you brought it up, speaking of Batman on film, my guest today is none other than Bill Jet Ramey, the founder of Batman on film, one of the coolest guys you ever did meet. Um, You know, I I haven't tried it, but I'm sure he makes a heck of a gumbo. He talks about it a lot. Uh, Maybe one of these days I'll (laughs) find my way down to Texas and we can have a bowl of gumbo together. Um, I've never even had gumbo, actually, now that I think about it. Um... That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, we're talking today, uh, The Dark Knight Returns, 35 years of this really, uh, the, I mean, one of the absolute classic Batman stories, um, and, and one that I think, you know, still holds up, the you know, nowadays, uh, with, you know, just Batman being a badass, no matter how old he is, and, um, you know, Carrie Kelly, who's just an underrated, underappreciated member of the Batman uh, ally support system, and, you know, we both kind of agree that she, uh, she should make a comeback in some way, shape, or form. Um, you know, we, we have, you know, we have a really good talk about, uh, our history with this book, and, um, and how it's influenced, you know, just about everything Batman since, right, from 89 to, um, The Dark Knight Rises to Batman v Superman, of course, um, it's, I mean, it, it can't be, uh, you know, the the influence this book has had is undeniable. Um, and I'm very excited to, uh, to share this with you all. Um, quick couple of notes here. Um, you can find me uh, insta- on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for Comic Junkies. Uh, that's F-O-R for Comic Junkies. Uh, you can email me for Comic Junkies at gmail.com. And um, also, you know, we... Um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you know, subscribe, write a review. Um, it's the best way to get this podcast, uh, the little podcast that could out there. All right, enough of me yammering on. Let's uh, let's get to it. Uh, with Bill Ramey, The Dark Knight Returns. I'm Batman. All right. Uh, so, as I said in the opening there, thank you, uh Bill, uh, Mr. Chet Ramey, for joining me again to talk some uh, talk some awesome Batman stuff. I'm always up for talking awesome Batman stuff. <laughs> so uh, we are talking uh, the Dark Knight Returns, the mm-hmm. uh, the sem- you know the seminal Batman story by uh, one of the seminal Batman stories by Frank Miller. Um, and let's uh, let's so let's like dive right into it here. Um, I'm curious your history with the book um <laughs> since you know you know like we were saying uh, you know a few minutes mm-hmm. ago it's like oh you, you were actually there when it was being published and mm-hmm. you got to experience the whole um yeah revolutionary through co- the, you know with the comic books and um the same with like what people attribute watchmen to that kind of movement as well mm-hmm. um so what was what's your what's your secret origin with the dark knight returns I'll tell you because it's an interesting story. Kind of, I mean, it may be. It is to me. Um, I was in college when it came out, and I was in my phase of I was a closet Batman fan. Mm-hmm. 
because I mean, we're talking mid eighties. Um, I was, I, I played football and uh, in high school and just it, 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 liking that stuff as a teenager, you know, wasn't cool yeah. like it is now. I mean, now it's just, it's, it's freaking cool. You know, it's just no. And so um, I used to go to a uh, mall in um, where I grew up in Southeast Texas. Uh, it was Central Mall. It's actually in Port Arthur, Texas. And they had a Walden Books there. Mm-hmm. And I would go in and because they had uh, they had comic books, they had comic books on the rack and they had star, they had magazines, they had star log and comic scene and all that stuff. And that's where I would read um, a lot, a lot of comics, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I actually read uh, The Dark Knight Returns standing in Walden books um, each episode, each each issue. Mm-hmm read it from never bought it which I'm, <laughs> I'm kicking myself in the ass about that you know looking looking back yeah but i read it um each issue standing up in a walden books and um i don't think i i don't think i bought the collection probably until around 89 or so when batman 89 came out because batman 89 changed all that i mean at that point it was in oh it was all it was all good. I was all cool by that time. So right, yeah. That's 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 how I found the Dark Knight Returns, and that's how I read it for the first time. Um, that, that's interesting. That you know we we have a similar story where you know so you know so this is my copy. And nobody can see it but you. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so I bought this one. Um, it's the ten, it was the tenth anniversary edition where it says on there and. Um, I bought it at uh, Barnes and Noble and, mm-hmm. and, and keep in mind that um, I, you know, I was kind of a stupid kid and I'm, and that's translated to me being a stupid adult where <laughs> kidding, kidding, a little self-deprecation humor never hurt anybody. Um, but uh, the book, I, I, for some reason in my head, I thought because it's popular, mm-hmm. that meant it, that meant it was rare. I don't know why I used to think that, but uh, so I, so when I had that copy, I, and I think it was the last copy that was in, in on the shelf. I was so excited. I was like, well, I have to get this because when am I going to get this again? Yeah. Which I could have gone two blocks down the street to the comic book store and they probably had three copies. Mm-hmm. That's beside the point. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I read through it that night. I took, you know, you know, I was, I was out with, I think I was out with my, my mom and my sister and we went home and I read through it that night. So I was like nine or 10 years old reading this hmm. and just blown away. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, and I, I read some comics here and there, but, um, you know, like just like picking up, this was back when you could, there was like the spinner racks in the grocery stores, mm-hmm. you know, we'd go. Yeah, grocery, oh, yeah. 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 Yes. I, I, oh, I missed that so much. Yeah. Um, I, you know, going to like uh, the grocery store to get, uh, you know, like every Wednesday and I would just go down the, you know, the magazine aisle, grab a comic mm-hmm. and read through it. Uh, in this case, it was like, no, this was one of the first big ones I ever bought. And just absolutely fell in love with it. I would reread it like frequently. You know, the fact that it's mm-hmm. not more beat up than it is is kind of <laughs> is kind of surprising to me. Yeah. But yeah, but every and every time somebody would be like, oh yeah, like, you know, getting kind of into Batman, it's like, oh, what should I read? I would always at the time, I'd always recommend the Dark Knight Returns. Um, mm-hmm. 
Whereas like nowadays I'd probably say like the Court of Owls or something like that, um, or, or Hush, you know, cause those are also great, great stories. Um, I mean, this one was just, there was something about like the, you know, the, the older, the older Batman and like the, the Justice League is gone. The world is completely different now. And Gotham City just feels like the scariest place on earth. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know what I mean? It just, it, yeah. the, the mood was set right from the beginning. And, and I just, you know, and even to this day, when I re, when I go to reread it, when I reread it before we did our, we're, we're recording now, I was like, man, this is like, I, I can't put it down, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, I, um, I grew up reading, you know, the, you know, Batman and detective, uh, during the seventies, basically. And mm-hmm. most stories were, uh, self-contained. Each comic book was its own story yeah. and the continuity kind of, you know, um, each comic book kind of had their own continuity for the most part. Mm-hmm. And, and, but it was always Batman in his prime, you know? Yeah. And I remember, and that that's that was what I grew up uh, with the Adam West show, and then you know reading comic books, and up until that, and then when I read that, I just remember it struck my initial thought was, um, this is how different it was that Batman was in his fifties, and there was a girl Robin, and you know, and it was just so different than anything I was used to, and. It took me up. Uh, it took me a little bit of getting used to. Mm-hmm. Um, it was jarring, you know. It it kind of rocked my Batman sensibilities, yeah, in a good way. Eventually, you know, um, it's gone on to become. I mean, it's one of my favorite Batman stories of all time, for mm-hmm. sure. You know, and but I just remember, I remember how it struck me, old Batman, and how does this, you know, and and in my mind trying to. Um, figure out how this fits in with continuity, you know, yeah, and that's yeah. one of the things that I finally, I, I finally at, at, at some point when I don't really care about continuity and it's just like, give me a good Batman story, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I try to be that way, you know, cause I, it's like growing, like growing up on like TV shows that, mm-hmm. you know, my, my favorite example is like Boy Meets World. They didn't give a shit about any sort of continuity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's like, I try not to worry about that too much. And, mm-hmm. But I also don't like thinking of this book as like an Elseworlds tale because I've heard it called that. I'm like, I don't, I don't ever think of it that way. I, I do kind of think of it as this, this is the future. Like this is 10 years from now, Batman in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, the same way that in, in, in the, the other part of my brain is and then even further is batman beyond um like to me those are those are the inevitable inevitable batman futures mm-hmm. and kingdom come maybe somewhere in the middle there who knows mm-hmm. um maybe one day i'll write it all down and it'll make some sort of sense <laughs> yeah i mean i got you. I, i've come to a uh, really like um the stories like dark knight returns mm-hmm. uh, batman beyond kingdom come where we get this older the older batman and i you know i i can i can compartmentalize them and separate the the different um continuities or whatever you want to call it and i really i I, I do really like that 
And it goes back to The Dark Knight Returns because I just remember wrapping, trying to wrap my head around where does this fit? And it's okay just sometimes to, it just is, you know, it just, yeah. it just is. Yeah. I, you know, I remember reading it and thinking like, uh, I, I, I think at the time I didn't know who Jason Todd was mm-hmm. um, or, or just barely, because this was like way before like Red Hood or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I remember thinking like, I, it, it makes sense that Batman would retire and just be like done with it after, after all that. We're kind of seeing that now with the, you know, the couple of episodes of Titans that have premiered. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Um, but, you know, and again, going back to those influences, that's interesting. <laughs> but um, it's, you know, I, I, I just remember reading through it and thinking, I, but I didn't miss... I didn't miss Barbara Gordon. I didn't miss Dick Grayson, even though mm-hmm. Dick is mentioned. Um, you know, I I just or even the rest of the Justice League. I I just remember reading it and thinking like, this is perfect that it's just Bruce Wayne and his story, and then eventually Carrie Kelly, who for my money, you know, when people talk about their favorite Robins, I'm like, we can't leave out Carrie. Like Carrie mm-hmm. is a, such a fantastic character, and despite the clunkiness of the sequels that have come out. I still think she she's consistently been the best part of all those books too. I look, I liked um, Dark Knight three um, a lot. Yeah. To be honest, I was not a fan of Dark Knight two, but I really liked Dark Knight three. Oh shoot, I, I just kind of pretend like it didn't exist. And <laughs> I'm not um, the biggest Robin fan in the <laughs> world. I don't hate Robin, but I am. I just prefer solo Batman without Batman family stories, mm-hmm. but I, I, I do like Carrie Kelly quite a bit. And um, there's something about that dynamic in that story with Miller that it's, um, I mean, she saved him more than even, I mean, any of the, he, even, even you know more than Dick Grayson, uh, uh, Jason Todd, and and um, Tim Drake stories. I, I think she really you know in this and that and this and that story she saved Bruce Wayne more than any other Robin there is. So yeah, I mean she's up there. She's one of the best, greatest Robins of all time for it, sure. It, it's such a shame that we don't get more of her. Like she had, she was in a couple issues of the Peter Tomasi Batman and Robin run. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was really cool. And I remember even like, I think it was like last year, the year before, I think it was last year because it was like during the Robin's 80th anniversary. Yeah. I tweeted out at Peter Tomasi saying like, hey, are we going to get more Carrie Kelly? And he responded to me and he was like, there's no plans for that. And I was like, well, that is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what? But, you know, she did make uh, a cameo in the season three uh, premiere of Titans. So that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, it's just the the book gets it gets so much right and it's you know and having this new robin she just kind of comes out of nowhere basically and uh you know she seeks him out and wants to help him and and he's kind of taken by that you know, like she like you said she saves his life and he's just mm-hmm. like and you know alfred's kind of like you know what are we doing here and he's like i i know what i'm doing it's fine yeah and and she ends up you know 
you know, standing up to Superman, you know, and <laughs> yes. uh, rubbing elbows with Green Arrow and stuff. It's like, it's like, yeah, this, this kid is awesome. Like, you know, talk about like a wish fulfillment in terms of like a, you know, you want to talk about like, you know, Shazam or, or uh, Robin in general. That's the reason Robin was created, right? Was to have kids pretend they could be Batman's best friend. Yes, so. yes, yes. Yes. And it's, it's, it, yeah, it, it was just, um, doing a girl Robin and with Batman being in his fifties, uh, Bruce Wayne actually, and then, you know, becoming Batman again, it's, um, and her saving him. It's like I said, it's just, it, that Robin resonated with me more than any Robin. And I grew up with a Dick Grayson Robin. I mean, going back to, the 60 TV show and, and all that. It's just, um, it's, it's my, it may be, it may be thinking about it. One of my favorite, um, incarnations of that character, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I, I totally agree. And, um, and that's part of the reason I love rereading the book and, and, and and I'm with you by the way, about the, the sequels to, to go back to those for a second, like Mm -hmm. dark Knight strikes again, I remember that was the first Batman comic I ever read that I truly hated. And I was like, yeah. and that upset me a lot. Yeah. Um, and then Dark Knight 3, I, I actually did really enjoy it. Um, and again, even through complaining of, you know, Dark Knight 2 and then Dark Knight 3. Uh, but I, I still think Carrie was great in those. Yeah. And I read, um, <laughs> this is like the only way I can describe it. It's like, so I read the Dark Knight Returns, the the Golden Child, which came out a few mm-hmm. years ago. And um and the way I the way I like to describe it to my friends, I'm like, you know, I, I I read it and I was sober, but the book was trying to trick me into thinking I was like high or something. Yeah, I swear to God, there was no. You want to talk about no continuity? The that book itself was just so strange. I, yeah, I was not a fan of that at all. I was, you know, um, I, I would like I would like a Dark Knight four mm-hmm. if they would. Um, I didn't count that. I mean, there's <laughs> to be yeah. honest. I just kind of yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I there's a great Dark Knight tie-in to Dark Knight Three. The title escapes me, but it's essentially it's Jason Todd, the Jason Todd story. Um, uh, the with last the Joker. Crusade. The yes, last Crusade. yes, yep. yes. Which is great. I love so that. Yep. if they would do, you know, if Miller, if Miller wanted to do another. Uh, you know, with uh, Azarello or whoever is going to write it, and um, you know, um, kind of do that. I would, I, I would, I'd be all for another, another incarnation of it. But we're getting. I mean, we're going to talk about Dark Knight before. We're going to be talking about the Dark Knight. So <laughs> I'm went off on a tangent. I apologize. No, 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 no problem at all. Um, I think that this this book uh, is very much, you know, Frank Miller's, you know stamp on batman in the 80s like mm-hmm. between this and year one i mean oh yeah he, the, he, yeah. he couldn't yeah. miss yeah yeah uh, let, let me let me ask you though so it's mm-hmm. it's it's very clearly frank miller being you know like putting his his voice into batman and mm-hmm. into his frustrations with the world around him um were you you know we don't have to get super duper political or deep or anything but were you kind of lined up with frank miller and not being a fan of the Reagan administration or did you have a different opinion? You know, I didn't even think about it that way, to be honest. I just, I just didn't. Uh, it was, um, I was more enthralled by the older Batman, 
coming back and being awesome. You know, that, that's, I, 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 I get that, um, you know, the, the satire and the, and, and the whatever he, that he's putting in there, but yeah, I just never read it as a political, um, statement and and i still don't so that that's just me i just think it's just i think I, and i like and, and i am uh you know um um uh, i'm a wannabe historian i taught history for 30 years mm-hmm. i like anything that's kind of um fictional history yeah so i just took it as that you know and just set during that particular era of uh of history so that's that's how i did it i gotcha um and i think that it's it's great that it even even though it's you know a a statement on the 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 reagan administration um but but the way you're describing it you know it makes me happy because it makes it 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 speaks to the fact that the book feels timeless it doesn't feel like like this almost could have been written you know, during the Trump administration or even the Clinton administration, depending on where, you know, somebody was lined up. But the the story of Batman or Bruce Wayne feeling like Batman still needed and I, you know, they need help and I need to help. Gotham City needs help and I need to, I'm the only one that can do it. That's such a powerful story that, you know, yeah. transcends the uh, the political, you know, uh, undertone of it. And I like, and I, you know, looking back, since you brought it up, I mean, I, I like the first half of the story probably a little more mm-hmm. than when when that part's injected. You know, the whole part, you know, with 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 Two Face and Batman comes back and all that stuff is real, you know, and um, yeah. But that doesn't, <clears throat> excuse me, that doesn't take away from how great I think the whole thing is because, you know, the the whole, you know, the third act, if you want to call it that finale is fantastic. So yeah, yeah, it's just, I think it's self-contained. I look at it just historical, mm-hmm. historical fiction, you know? Yeah. And I, I, and I think it's, it, it definitely is in that sense, um, you know, and it has its place in comic book history, um, you know, being, you know, part of like, you know, uh, Watchmen and uh, mm-hmm. probably, you know, you know, Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns, you know, that were kind of turning the tides and saying, like, hey, comic books are more than just... Oh, they were. I mean, know. yes, those two were, I mean, astronomically uh, important and changing the whole perception of what comic books were. Yeah. Um, and as they should. I mean, they're, they're great, you know. Um, <laughs> Watchmen, yeah. I mean, fantastic. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, of course, you know, Dark Knight, without the Dark Knight, there wouldn't have been, probably wouldn't have been the Batman 89 because uh, that's what really ended up convincing Warner Brothers to, and, you know, uh, you know, Michael Usland's whole story, he mm-hmm. went to every studio, but, you know, finally Warner Brothers, which is crazy. They didn't have the right to Batman then until then, but um, mm-hmm. you know, to, to do a dark and serious Batman is because of the dark Knight success, yeah. not success amongst comic book fans, but success 
in the mainstream. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's where your audience is. It, you know, and I think that it it's really cool to, you know, and, you know, I love watching like the, you know, like you know, there's like the secret origin of DC comics that they put out uh, a few years ago. Uh, you know, I, I love watching that stuff, you know, because, you know, yeah. it, I, as much as I, you know, you know, like studying like, you know, American history, or world history, sometimes I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but like the entertainment history is like, that's, that's like where I'm at, you know, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. that's stuff yeah. that I, I really find fascinating. And, and, you know, and hearing yeah. stories of Tim Burton, you know, going into the Warner Brothers offices and saying, this is, this is going to be the Batman that we're making. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I love that the book, you know, it, it's interesting because when I was rereading it, I, I, it, I haven't reread the book in a long time because I sort of took for granted that there's the animated movie and then, you know, in my, again, stupid adult brain, mm-hmm. it's basically the same thing where it's like, you know, you go to actually like mm-hmm. read the book and I'm like, whoa, this, no, I, I was wrong. This book is so dense. There's like, you know, 12 or more panels per page. Sometimes it's, it's just constantly feeding you information and, and it's really just like, it's, it's so dense and like the, the, the inner monologue with Batman and then the Superman's inner monologue and everything, mm-hmm. even a little bit with Joker, it you know, we just sit there and like soak it all up. And because the, the animated movie can get away with, you know, showing and not having to tell. Whereas like the, the comic is like, it's, it's doing both. And it's, yeah. and it feels just as kinetic to me when I'm reading mm-hmm. it. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not overwhelmed by how much I'm reading. I'm like, you know, honed in on it. Sure. I mean, I got you. And, um, I mean, the, the, the movie, the animated movie is it's, it's, it's the, it's the story, but yep. there's, but there's, there's way more in the, in the, in the comic book, the graphic novel than mm-hmm. just because of the movie, you know, you know, but it's, um, but yeah, I mean, that's yeah, one, one of my favorite, batman movies i thought they did a hell of a job with that animated okay. adaptation yeah um yeah the, the the cast especially was just like pitch perfect oh, yeah peter weller's batman the yep. older batman was great yeah. yeah and i i think what was great about um the one movie one thing that i think the movie did just a little bit better than the book was superman that i actually didn't because in the book it like and i think it's sort of meant to feel like superman is sort of just um an agent of the government and he's not like he's just yeah he's he's not he's not our he's not on our side anymore you know it's like if the book is about like the government versus the people kind of a thing then he's with the government he's not with the people Mm -hmm. um and and but i didn't and i forgot about it again something that the book does you know that the movie didn't touch upon is that you know, when Superman does his stuff, it's, it's a secret, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because there's like the news report, the one reporter that's like, oh, I guess you could say somebody was faster than a locomotive. And they're like, shut mm-hmm. up, shut up. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And, and Superman makes a point to say like, you know, everything I do, I have to do in secret, you know? And, um, and it's just, and I did such a fascinating and scary future for Superman that I don't, it's like it's like and I out and in my head I'm like that's not my Superman you know what I mean like yeah. no 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 like yeah, I, sure. I don't think I don't think he would be that way yeah for sure I'm with you 
but uh, but you know, but that's the story, and I can live yeah. with it in context of this story. Um, and he kind of he kind of turns Superman, you know, through the yeah. at the end, you know, yeah, yeah, back to where he's Superman, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that's part of the the point that he's teaching him a lesson, you know, right? Yeah, you know, not not um, it's not like BVS where he's out to to kill Superman. He's yeah. he's reminding him of of who he is and why he is and what he should be doing you know yeah uh yeah absolutely uh and i think that 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 fight scene you know so anytime anyone is ever like you know oh like superman would just flatten batman i'm like i'm like all right you know i i I don't care for that argument anyway i i just Mm -hmm. i kind of point to this book and go like i think no batman's got a shot you know, yeah. <laughs> he's a, you know, he's, he's, he's smart, he's tough. And, and just like the, 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 you know, the battle suit he wears at the end. Mm-hmm. I just remember like seeing that and thinking it's just the coolest thing in the entire world. And yeah. you know, the, the, the tank Batmobile. And, uh, mm-hmm. and when they brought that into the Batman for Superman movie, I was just like, I was like, Oh my God, like that's the suit, you know? And then, <laughs> and then Zack Snyder's justice league had that Batmobile, which I thought mm-hmm. was cool. Uh, a nice little touch there. Um, and it's, you know, so it's cool that yeah, I, I never thought we'd see any of this in any sort of live action setting and, you know, and, and say what, you know, and I know you're not a big fan of BVS, yeah. but it's still cool that it's like, Oh, there, you know, you know, we got some form of representation of this great book, which obviously Zack Snyder's a huge fan of. Um and I, I don't know, like that, that blew me away that we got all that. I was like, this, that's cool. That's, that's the way to do it. You know? Yeah. I, I do like, uh, not a huge fan of BVS, but I yeah. do like <laughs> the armored, the armored bat suit. And I liked it. And um, I like it, you know, I liked it in uh, the Dark Knight Returns comic. Mm-hmm. Hell, I've, I'm looking right here. I've got, an action figure of it and i've got i've ordered pre-ordered the mcfarland version of it so i do like that i like uh i even like i like the suit the armored suit from kingdom come so yeah yeah, yeah you know uh that that one i like a lot too um you know and i and i love i love when it's like future batman mm-hmm. um you know and it's and it's bruce wayne you know i i love mm-hmm. terry i love terry mcginnis and you know and i I haven't read any of the, the future state state stuff yet. So I can't officially say that I like Tim Fox or not. Um, but, you know, but there's always something special about like when it's Bruce Wayne and he's still, even if he's, you know, if he's 50, you know, 55 years old yeah. or 75 years old, he's still willing to put on the suit and go save the day. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and that speaks to part of the reason why he's such an, a, an enduring character for over 80 years now. Yeah. Um, you know, and and it's interesting. Like what what this book does is that it doesn't tackle. I think it it picks it, it, the only two major Batman villains that are in it are Two Face and Joker. Um, yeah, you know, they, we don't get you know we don't hear about Mad Hatter or you know the no. the Penguin even you know um, you know a little bit with uh, Catwoman, but and I, I yeah, but I mean, she's in it. But I mean, she's not really a villain anymore. So I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm not a anti-hero. Big, well, I'm not a big fan of that version that the way he treated her in the, in yeah. the book anyway. So it's, that scene, it just didn't sit right with me, but 
but again, that's the story, you know. But <laughs> I would say that he wrote it to where Bruce really, really, really cared about her. Yes. You know, yes. And, and then I think that's what he was going for. But I'm with you on, you know, um, besides that, I'm with you. But I, I think he was going for he cared about her, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and that I do like that. Yeah. Like to me, Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle are like Clark and Lois, you know, like yeah. I've always seen it that way. Um, but, uh, but, you know, but I think having it be, cause it's like the Joker's gotta be in it because it's the Joker, but I think it, it's a, you know, it's not even very subtle, the, the story with Harvey and he can't change his nature. He can't mm-hmm. escape being two-faced. Um, and, you know, and I love that, you know, he's, you know, when Batman's talking to Gordon and he's just like, well, he's like, oh, you know, like he, you know, he, he went back to his old ways, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't stop himself and Gord's just mm-hmm. like, oh, are we still talking about Dent? You know, and it's just, uh, <laughs> you know, and having those two, like, again, like Alfred and, and Gordon, having those two figures in the book be like, you know, it's like they're the angels on his shoulder, but he, Batman is <laughs> the devil on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. Uh, and that, and that re- really good imagery of, you know, I'm going all over the place of, of like the bat too. Uh, that's throughout the book you know Mm -hmm. that's haunting him but um what are your thoughts on on two-face in the book oh i thought it was a great interpretation um Mm -hmm. the fact that (laughs) the fact that it's more in his head or almost all in his head is almost more powerful than the physical aspect right you know what i'm saying Yeah. yeah that's so yeah I, and yeah, they, the, 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 you know, the end point where it's, you know, um, he doesn't even realize it, you know, mm-hmm. he doesn't, Harvey doesn't realize that he's not two-faced physically and it's great. Yeah. I, I, I agree. And I think it's, it's, it's really tragic, you know, when, when he keeps repeating at least both sides match now. It's just, mm-hmm. it's so sad because, you know, and I did, and when I was rereading it, I kind of laughed. I was like, I was like, I wonder if this was inspiration for Hush because obviously Hush has the bandages over his face. Um, yeah. And even like, and even in that original Hush story, Two-Face got, you know, Harvey got the surgery and he was corrected. Um, uh, so that's, you know, I was like, oh, Jeff Loeb was very obviously inspired by that. Um, I was I didn't really realize that till like a week ago when I was rereading this. Yeah. <laughs> so again, I'm always behind, but you know, um, but, but seriously, it's like, I, I think that what's, what's cool about it too, is that Bruce says that, you know, he helped pay for Harvey surgery and he was excited for him to reintegrate in society. And mm-hmm. even throughout the book, you know, the first chapter, he really keeps saying like, I, I don't, I don't think it's done. It, it, I don't think it's him. Yeah. And then when he finds that it is him, he's, he's yeah. kind of heartbroken too. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah, it, that first that first run. I mean, I love the whole Batman coming back, Two Face, you know, Gordon, um, Joker. I mean, it's just it's great, you know. Um, it's just a great, it's a great Batman, older Batman, older Batman world story for sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, um, and I think part of that, the part of showing just how like it's one thing for him to go after two-face because that's just you know he could do that in his sleep basically right it's yeah but 
having the mutant gang, especially the mutant leader, mm-hmm. um, is something that's somewhat like fantastical, but at the same time, like, you know, I, you could sort of believe that there would be this monstrous um, force in Gotham City that, I mean, that's really the reason that he comes out of retirement to begin with was because of the mm-hmm. mutants. Yeah. And, and I love the two fights that they have where he just like, he gets his ass, like just destroyed the mm-hmm. first time. And then, and then he has to realize, okay, like I can't fight him the way, you know, he, he fights. Uh, I have to fight the way I fight. Yeah. And the way he, he could have when he was younger. Right. And, right. Yeah. And <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Cause the you know getting him in mud and all that stuff was was that's great great yeah. writing yeah it's it and it, the art is really is really awesome too like the the batmobile just looks like it looks like a skyscraper almost you know charging into yeah. the dump and um and i love that um because i think i saw the episode the the legends of the dark knight animated mm-hmm. episode because they adapted part of the mutant story in the book or I'm yeah. sorry, from the book in, into that episode. And, you know, when he's in the Batmobile, because in the book, he's just by himself. But in the episode, they put Robin in there with him. And, you know, he's like rubber bullets. Honest. Yeah. And I just, I yeah. always thought that was a funny line. And then I read the book and I was like, oh my gosh, he says that in the book. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought it was just a yeah. joke that they put in the episode. Um, but uh, I was like, that's, maybe that's what the, <laughs> like Batman 89 and BVS are missing. So we wouldn't have all these like Batman doesn't kill debates. It's like yeah. he needs, like Bruce needs to be on the comms with Alfred and go, hey, they're just rubber bullets. Honest. Yes. You know? <laughs> um, so we're missing out on that. But, um, but you know, the, the second fight that they have and then the gang just immediately turns into the sons of Batman. Yes. Yeah. It, it's yeah. just is so it, I don't know. I just I kind of geek out watching it going, man, like you can see these kids just being i don't know how to put it like you know there's they're the whoever the alpha is that's who they're going to follow mm-hmm. um and um and i think that you know the the mutant gang isn't seen really much outside of this although i did realize i i was re-watching uh the lego batman movie mm-hmm. and like the mutant leader is actually one of the <laughs> villains in the beginning of the movie that jumps on the Batmobile. Yeah. yeah i was like oh yeah there's the mutant leader yeah <laughs> um but uh you know the and then this version of uh, of the Joker, I think, is you know next to Scott Snyder's version, really one of the scariest versions because, you know, if, if for no other reason than he, you know, only smiles a couple of times throughout the whole book, mm-hmm. um, and that makes I don't know why but that makes the Joker creepier, you know, in a lot of ways. Um, I, you know, what what are your thoughts on on the Joker? Oh, well, the fact the fact that he's in a. Uh, um state of uh oblivion and you know catatonic until he sees that batman's back yeah you know yeah. and and darling you know i i love that whole oh yeah that whole part you know it, it goes back to you know and you see a little bit of that the in the in the, uh, the dark knight movie with you know you mm-hmm. complete me you know yep uh that's the influence there um which that's you know, that thing is uh, the yin and yang with Batman Joker is really, it's not, it probably goes back to the Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. uh, actually, you know, and people have picked up to another influence of that of that book. Uh, 
because it wasn't like that before. It was just, you know, um, you know, for years, Batman was, um, in the Joker, Batman just, you know, at the beginning, he was, uh, you know, he was, uh, he was dark and whatever in the beginning. And then mm-hmm. he went, he became a prankster, you know, kind of character. And yeah, there wasn't really that until dark Knight. Mm-hmm. So, uh, returns, I mean, and, and so you thank thank Frank Miller and that book for bringing that aspect into, uh, the Batman Joker relationship for sure. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, and I think that, the, you know, this Joker is, you know, he he is that, you know, having that yin and yang with Batman is mm-hmm. is really, it, you know, it, it makes their relationship so, so interesting. And I really like that. Uh, that that's kind of how it's been portrayed since then, because it's like, I think these characters, you know, it, it is, you know, it's like, what would Superman be without Lex Luthor, you know, what would Batman be without the Joker? It's like, you know, and anybody can have their favorite villain, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, at, at the end of the day, like some of the, these ones that stand the test of time, they they do that for a reason. And part of it, I remember seeing an interview with Denny O'Neill where he said that it's it, you know the juxtaposition of their looks too. Like Batman looks like the bad guy, you know, he's dressed in black and you know, it skulks the shadows. Whereas the Joker is dressed like a clown, but you know, like one yeah. is the good one, and the other is the evil one. Is a really interesting juxtaposition. And and R.E.P. Denny Denny O'Neill, you know, he was brilliant in in his own right. Uh, yeah. And I think that Frank Miller just at some point tapped into that. You know, maybe maybe he had that conversation with Denny O'Neill and was just like, "Hey, this makes sense that these two characters should, you know, they they almost exist because of each other, mm-hmm. and it's and it's an interesting dynamic." Um, and another thing in keeping it like topical that I thought was interesting was, uh, you know, in the book, it's like the Dave Endocrine show, but it's, you know, very obviously David Letterman. <laughs> um, yeah. Whereas when they did the animated movie, they made it Conan O'Brien. Um, yeah. And and I'll never forget, uh, I went to the pa- the Dark Knight Returns part two panel at New York Comic Con before the DVD was released. Mm-hmm. And and they they didn't they because I think we. I think we as the fans all kind of assumed, oh, they'd get like a David Letterman impersonator. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, there's no shortage of voice actors that can mimic that. Um, but instead they actually hired Conan O'Brien. They yeah. redesigned him to look like Conan O'Brien um, because they were like, oh, well we changed up David Endocrine in the, in the, in the movie. Well, we'll show the clip and they show the clip and they're like, see if you can guess who it is. And all of us in the audience were going, it's Conan O'Brien. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so yeah. much, it was so much fun. And, uh, Andrea Romano saying that he got that you know, Conan O'Brien got the the laugh when he dies he got that laugh in one take yeah I was, I was like that is incredible <laughs> yeah um and also one of my favorite bits of trivia I put out on Facebook some of my friends laughed at it I don't think I think they thought I was kidding but I wasn't I was like I was like you know there's there's quite a few actors that have been in multiple Batman projects playing different characters like like Kevin Conroy like Mark Hamill and Conan O'Brien, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because he played uh, the Riddler in the uh, Lego Batman movie. Yeah, he only has like one line, but <laughs> yeah. So for sure, yeah. Um, are you are you a Conan O'Brien fan, or Dave, were you more of David Letterman? I am a big. I was a big Letterman fan uh, yeah, from yeah. back from late night and followed him to late show. And but I do like Conan. 
So yeah. I never was I never was a Jay Leno guy. So yeah. I was a little bit of a Jay Leno guy, but um, but I would always like, especially in the summertime, stay up late to watch Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Um, and I listen to his podcast now and he's still you know, yeah. just one of the fucking funniest guys in the entire yeah. world. Um so you know, I, I think what this you know, the interesting thing with this book is that there's there's the four chapters and they're they're all connected obviously but Mm -hmm. the story really only works as a four-part comic book Mm -hmm. because it doesn't because it's it's not structured in a typical graphic novel or karma comic arc kind of Mm -hmm. way uh which is like helps to set it apart from everything else um you know because you have even the chapter titles you know it it gets kind of gloomier, right? Because it's Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight Triumphant, Hunt the Dark Knight, mm-hmm. the Dark Knight Falls. And um, despite the fact that Batman, you know, is kind of, he's on the other side of the law with the police, he's on, uh, you know, he's kind of hated throughout the city. Like there's the bits that are always point counterpoint throughout the whole book. Um, and then it just comes to a head with Superman in the end. And, um, and I was so excited when they did the animated movie. I couldn't wait to see that fight. And that mm-hmm. fight in the animated movie did not at all disappoint. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was, uh, again, I've, I've brought, it, it was him teaching Superman a lesson, Clark Kent. I'd say, yeah, teaching Clark Kent a lesson to remind him what Superman is all about, you know? Yeah. And the whole... Um, you know, at the end where Clark winks and he knows that Bruce is still alive mm-hmm. and it was, you know, is, is great. It's a great, uh, that says that he got it. He got, he got, the, he learned the lesson, you know? Yeah. It, it's a, it's such a great moment too. Cause you, cause you know, you kind of see like Carrie and she's like, what's going to happen. And then he just is like, and, and he winks and it's just, it's kind yeah. of a cute moment because it, it made me feel like, oh, there's there's Clark, you know, like that's what yeah. we've been missing. You know, we just had Superman being kind of the, yeah. the, pawn, the pawn of the government. But there's mm-hmm. Clark Kent. There's there's yeah. the guy. There's Bruce's friend. Yeah. Um, you know, and just in that one quick panel just says yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, another thing I was thinking about, um, well, you know, like when we were talking about influences and stuff and how I said I haven't read the book in a while. I just watched the animated movie. Mm-hmm. I, 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 my mind was kind of blown because it had been that long since I read the book that I didn't even realize that the opening scene of Batman versus Superman is shot for shot. You know, the, the death of the Waynes uh, from the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no idea. I was like, oh, you know. And here I thought that like Zack Snyder was just like, oh, this is cool imagery. You know, it's like, oh, no, he pulled it right out of this book, which is which is pretty cool. But um, it's also just like, you know, it it's it says a lot about the way he wanted Batman to be portrayed, obviously, um, mm-hmm. for better, or for worse in his in his series. Um, but, you know, in this in this book, when it happens, it's it's still so visceral and just so scary that like even, you know, 40 years later, Bruce, he remembers every single detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a bit of a, uh, homage to Batman history as mm-hmm. well. 
and and adding a completely different layer that then we were used to like i talked about uh having to wrap my head around the fact that um that that this wasn't this was older batman and this wasn't going on in the comics so yeah i mean it's all good you know yeah yeah um i th- i think as far as you know the other influences go it's a lot of it's kind of subtle where you have like the bat that inspires bruce you know that's like the big image of the bat that you know is constantly haunting haunting him yeah. throughout the throughout the book is is in batman forever of all places <laughs> yeah yeah um and then you know of course like the and i even think that the batman joker stuff is um you know from 89 is very yeah. much like dark knight returns um but i remember going to see uh i was excited to go see when joker came out like the talk show scene because i was like you know us as fans we're uh um uh you know we're i think we know that something bad is going to happen in this yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. in this moment here um yes. i and you know and it's as, as, and it's like and of course like you know leading up to the movie i was like well i i know he's not going to gas the <laughs> this the the whole studio audience and you know fly out on a <laughs> oh definitely definitely <laughs> a, a little bit of dark knight influence right there in the in joker you know yeah, for sure yes. yeah yeah um and even the the dark knight rises um the idea of the older you know the the retired batman who comes back um and isn't and in a weird way like bane almost could have been the mutant leader in a way um yeah he just he can't he can't fight bane the way he he used to the way he used to fight um because he's not like bane's on a whole other level in that movie same way the mutant leader is on a whole other level and i uh, think that yeah and there's like the, you know there's that with with rises is clearly clearly inspired by the dark knight returns and in fact mm-hmm. i know chris nolan told me himself that, that <laughs> there's a little bit of that yeah, but yeah. but also you know there's the homage of him strapping on the the new thing yeah is yeah. is is, is uh, that's that's that comes from the dark knight returns mm-hmm. you know uh he, him wearing the the thing on his arm you know uh, bruce so yeah i mean you get that in you've got that in dark knight rises clearly you got it in batman v superman with it you know batman and superman fighting and all that uh yeah, yeah. different <laughs> different uh uh purpose in each one you know right. like i said it's like batman is teaching uh superman a lesson in the in the in in the dark knight returns and then in mm-hmm. the movie is she's trying to kill him <laughs> but right. yeah uh, but yeah so, um I, I remember like when i was a kid reading through yeah. the book and thinking that there was a part of me that hoped uh this would be the next batman movie after batman and and robin um it, it was like never on the anybody's radar i don't think like everybody was talking batman year one basically yeah um or that superman batman movie that almost got made way back then um but i remember thinking like you know you know i think would be a good older batman is harrison ford because i just think as he's gotten older he just sounds more like batman he just always sounds grumpy (laughs) um that was always like my pick and and i I honestly would have loved to have seen robin williams as as the joker i think he would have been a fantastic joker Um, yeah and there was a big part of me that was very surprised 
Nolan never used him in in any of his Batman movies because Robin Williams was vocal about wanting to be someone in a Batman. And he was movie. In, yeah, he was in Insomnia with with Nolan. Um, yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah, I, I sometimes that's just how that stuff works out. As far as you know, they a director makes a uh, right writes a script and has a certain idea of who he wants to play mm -hmm. certain characters. Um, but I will, you know, bringing that up, I am, I would had loved to have seen Robin Williams in a, in a Batman movie at some point, you know, he, yeah, he was, he was up for the Joker and then went to Nicholson and he was up for the Riddler in Batman forever. Mm -hmm. And then Keaton left and they recast younger, you know, they can recast, you know, they cast Jim Carrey and they cast, uh, um, they got, they, they got rid of Rene Russo and brought in, um, um, Chase Meridian. Oh my gosh. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Yes. <laughs> yes. So yeah, he yeah. got, uh, I yeah. thought, I always thought he would, he would be a great, uh, Hugo Strange. So he, I, I agree. He, I think that yeah. if he had gotten any role in a Nolan Batman movie, that's probably the one he would have gotten. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I mean, this, this book, I mean, just, it stands the test of time. Like I said, it, even though it's very much a reflection on Miller's just, you know, you know, not liking the Reagan era, it's still, mm -hmm. you know, even with all that, it still holds up. Like, like you've been saying the whole time, it mm -hmm. as a great Batman book that, you know, the older Batman who comes back and, you know inspires the people of gotham you know that scene mm -hmm. in the, the blackout scene is is so awesome it's like yeah th this is the batman that we're missing i think in some of the movies um and although we did get some of that kind of in dark knight and dark knight rises of course when mm -hmm. he you know leads he helps lead the you know the army of police officers at the end of the movie mm -hmm. um yeah it's just the, this sure. is the kind, yeah this is, yeah you know this, this is the kind of stuff that like I, I'm hoping we're going to get as we go forward with Matt Reeves movies and, um, and, you know, and maybe, you know, who knows down the line with Titans and, you know, all this other, mm -hmm. I mean, the sky seems to be the limit with, you know, HBO max and DC stuff. Like they're, just, yeah. they're pumping more stuff out than I ever thought they were going to. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we were just, I, I think, cause you know, when, you know, you know in the 90s we were lucky if we got a batman movie <laughs> and now they've, it's like yeah they've 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 loosened the reins mm -hmm. of allowing um uh tv type stuff and streaming to use batman things yeah now they're, they're, they're still very protective because i mean like full-on batman is still you know uh on the big screen because that's right. like their their baby, you know. It's like the number one IP. So yeah, yeah, for sure. But but they are, you know, definitely have. have I mean, back in the day, it was like nah, you know, no. There's just yep. like would be there wouldn't have been a Gotham. There wouldn't have been any, you know, any of uh, there wouldn't have been Titans. There wouldn't have been any of the stuff we've seen. Yeah, uh, Pennyworth, whatever. So that that's but, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know, they. I mean, they couldn't even use Bruce Wayne on Smallville. You know, like just stuff yes. like that, like yeah, because um, he, he never would have been Batman on that show. Um, yeah, but you know, it's just it's it's exciting that you know we get this book that we can hold up. You know, when people say like, oh, you know, I just saw Batman v Superman. What should I? You know, what comic should I get? It's like, oh, you should get this one. Because yeah, it's, it's clearly influenced and and it works best as a comic book. I mean, the animated movie was great, but you know, like 
like I said, it's so dense. There's so much mm-hmm. to it. We're, you know, we're, we're spoiled just in this book. I feel mm-hmm. there's so much going on. It's so exciting. I'm with you. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Um, Bill, this has been an absolute blast being able to go through this with you. Um, and I feel like we could probably talk two more hours on this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Easily. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, so um, go ahead and, and uh, plug whatever you want to plug here so we can uh, get you on your way. Uh, just, I mean, go to batmanonfilm.com, hyphens in between, batman-on-film.com. Uh, You'll find all my stuff there. Follow me on Twitter at batmanonfilm. If you just want straight news links on Twitter from BOF, it's just at the Batman on film. And, uh, but basically if you go to the website, you'll, you'll find all that stuff anyway. You know, I, I, I do Batman stuff every day, just about. So, yeah. Yeah. You, you have a, you have a great group of guys there that I've become really good friends with over yeah. the past year. And, um, you know, and I love reading their, like, you know, of all things like Pete Vera's man bat, review was like okay yeah. i guess i'll get man bat you know like yeah. i i wasn't Good. even going yeah. to cool. so yeah um, so i love uh so i you know i check out the site i love it i you know i told you this last time been been reading it for years and and you know if you don't want spoilers you want to just get excited about batman and the batman and all that other stuff this this is where you go the batman on film let me i'll tell you all that because yeah i will uh, yeah, yeah like, like pete said it best pete's had a good thing he said uh uh i'll give him credit pete vera he said uh with batman on film we're not going to spoil a movie for you we're going to celebrate a movie for you and yeah. i think that that's that's the truth you know yeah absolutely um well thanks again bill uh you know i got you lined up for a couple more episodes down the line here cool um, anytime so- Yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, for all you out there, we just want you to remember the one man who beat you to the podcast about four comic junkies because I took it. You guys can't have it. It's mine. (laughs) All right, folks, signing off. All right. Uh, That was great. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, let me know when it's up. I'll uh, give it some run, man. Yeah. uh, Well, it's funny because like September is going to, inadvertently be a superman month i guess because okay. doing this uh superman animated justice league animated and then smallville <laughs> okay so yeah it, i think yours will be the first one up um so i'll go in some sort of a chronological order cool uh but yeah i'll tag you and everything and uh, all right man we'll be in touch for the uh batman 89 and batman begins episodes oh that was gonna be fun yeah i'm looking forward that's to gonna it. be fun all right brother have a good one you too man <laughs>